Hello to all of you out there. I am Ulrike Seminati, host of the podcast, Empowering Female Leaders for Women Who Want to Thrive. Every week you will get new perspectives, exciting insights and empowering messages of women from all over the globe. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Empowering Female Leaders. I am pleased to welcome today Lisa Heysha. Lisa is a mother, life coach, author, transformational speaker, TV host, and avid traveler with an MA in spiritual psychology. Her fascination with people has taken her to over 60 countries where she has worked in everything from boardrooms to yurts, helping people make shift happen in their lives. She's also the creator of Soul Blazing. Lisa recently published her latest book, Soul Blazing, Transform Your Imposters into Superpowers and Learn to Live a More Purposeful, Authentic Life. Lisa, do you want to add a few words about yourself? Well, I just love traveling. I've been to over 60 countries and I love working and leading retreats and speaking all over the world because I think each country and each culture has a way of thinking, a belief system. And I, I think it's so important to break out of that and explore other ideas and ways of living and thoughts. And I think it just helps the world come together. And I'm really big on bringing everyone together instead of dividing us. I think that's a great mission. And as you say, the different perspectives that you can get might also relativize what we think about ourselves, our own problems and limitation. It shades a different light on things, does it? It really does. And when you're talking to, you know, strangers all over the world, you bond over a meal or breaking bread with someone and you start sharing stuff you sometimes don't share with people that you're close to because it's personal. But with a stranger that you just met that you're connected to, it's a really great way to get therapy, and, you know, really connect with somebody because I, I'm on airplanes, on buses, on trains, at cafes, at retreats. I always meet at least one person that you just start sharing all this deep stuff that you go, God, I don't even share this with people in my life because it's safe. You know, they're not a part of your circle of friends and you get some different perspectives and ideas of how to handle issues and problems. Yeah. It's a great tool to become creative. <laughs> to yeah. have a new horizon. Your book title is very interesting, very compelling to me, especially the part of transform your imposters into superpowers. So I would like to speak about the imposters today with you. And before we do that, I was looking up, I mean, I know what an imposter syndrome is, but I thought I'd look up a definition of it to, to really describe it. And what I found was that imposter syndrome is the inability to believe that you deserve that success or that your success has been legitimately achieved as a result of your own skills. What happens and what have you seen when people have imposter syndrome? How does that hinder their lives or their careers? Well, I've seen it a lot, especially with the business I'm in. And my husband, you know, co-created like really big television shows. So I was the coach with a lot of big celebrities and I was around top writers and producers, as well as in Japan, I worked with top people. I modeled there and then I created a business there and shot a film there that I wrote and directed. And I started meeting with the top film people over there. And a lot of them, 
for example, I'd be in the writer's room of this big TV show and you'd see this group of eight to 10 writers and they're all, oh, it's another soul sucking day. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you guys are making all this money and creating magic and making the world laugh. And, you know, and so many of them said, I don't deserve it. Like they're, they were born in a small town and somehow they got to LA. They're like, I feel like a fraud. Like I don't belong here with all these brilliant writers. And it's, the pressure is so hard. That's why they feel it's a soul sucking it. They're like, oh my God, someone's going to find me out or I'm not going to be good enough. I'm not going to be smart enough because I sort of kind of conned my way into this job, even though that's not true. They're very talented. So it really hurts their ability to enjoy the ride. We have one life and you're really, whatever you choose to do, enjoy it. Enjoy the ride that you're on because all you have is the now. We're just right now. So enjoy right now with you. I'm not going, oh, I've got a podcast or what am I going to say? Or what if I'm not good enough? Just like it is what it is. Just this is what we've got. So enjoy it. And they can't do that because they are so living in the past or they're living in the future. And what that does is that turns a lot of them into alcoholics, drug addicts, or they lose their money. You know, they do tax fraud or they do investments with people that don't work out because they don't feel they're worthy of it. So somehow it goes away and they do self-harm. I've seen that so many times. So there's quite something at stake, actually, when we have that in us and we let it oh, just yeah. haunt us without taking action. Yeah, absolutely. So you really have to work on that wounded inner child of saying, why don't I feel worthy? And an exercise I give clients is to do a mind dump where you set the alarm for like two minutes or five minutes and you just close your eyes and you just sit there and wait for your thoughts. Cause they say we have 40 to 70,000 thoughts per day. And most of them are negative and most of them are repeated. So what thoughts are you telling yourself every day, all day long, start writing those down. And I equate it with like a ball of yarn in your head with, you know, get the yellow strands, the pink strands, the blue, the green, get each one. Like the green is like your financial issues. The pink is your maybe romantic issues. That's what, you know, friendship issues, family issues, whatever. And write them down. What am I thinking? Oh, my dad said this in seventh grade that I'm done. So now I never could go to college or I can't be successful at work. It's like one minute of your life when you were 12, you're building a whole life on that. It's like, what? How can you do that? This is like one person. If you think about parents or teachers or friends, they're all dysfunctional. We're all dysfunctional. But when you're a kid, you're like, oh, you know, to your parents. But it's not that we're all just people doing the best we can. So once you could get that and say what anyone has said to you or whatever was done to you, it means nothing. Because if you look at it, 10 of us could be having experienced the same thing. And we're all going to come away with a different feeling, a different emotion. You see a movie. Oh, my God, it was such a great movie. Oh, I hated it. Oh, I thought it was okay, you know. Everyone sees it from their lens and their head, from their past experiences. Our soul is the visionary and our imposters are like our ego. And they're our personality that was formed by different things that happened to us, usually the negative things. So they were built to impede us. Otherwise, life would be boring. Let me see if I could share some from some students. I am that I have to play small. Because if you get bigger, your people are going to hate on you. There's jealousy. Successful people are going to want your money. It's going to be a lot of pressure. This is somebody. So I am that I'm helpless is what that thought is then, because then you're always needy. So then you change that into a positive. I am powerful. And with my power, I can help others and help shift consciousness. So then you go, okay, so it's not, 
I am that I play small and I, I am that I'm helpless. So you put all these new truths on the page and you look into your eyes and say them in the morning. So I have all these declarations that I say up there, you know, I am the master of the word no, because I say yes too often. I'm a timeless angel goddess. I'm a powerful, committed listener. I'm the undisputed champion of self-forgiveness. I stand in my brilliance. And then I have up on my walls people that I admire. So they say you are a part of the five closest people to you. That's how you're building your consciousness. So I've got Gandhi, Simone de Beauvoir, who wrote The Second Sex, the first feminist thing. I have Oprah Winfrey. I have Herman Hesse who wrote all these amazing books from Prague, Anais Nin, who is a diarist. She was amazing. And Pablo Picasso, Aubrey Hepburn. I love her innocence and her just beauty and all the giving back. So if you start looking at these people and you go, oh, this aspect of, from this person, you start building yourself from that place. That's when the miracles happen. Then you start writing down the affirmations of, oh, I love this about her. How do I get that? This is how I feel now. How do I want to feel? then write that down and say it to yourself because your thoughts create your actions and your actions create really create your life because that's your belief system. So a good example is when I was in Tokyo, I was modeling and I wanted to raise money for a screenplay that I actually had in my head. I wrote an outline, but I didn't know what it was. And I started asking them for money. And when I went into the boardroom, they said, you know, where's the budget? And I said, I don't have a budget. It's a million dollars. He said, well, what if we lose our money? I said, you're going to get to stay in LA three or four times a year for a month or two doing this movie. You're going to get to buy real estate because they were coming here buying real estate, but getting ripped off because they were the rich Japanese men going, we'll go in there and say, we're going to buy it. Then you take over. So you're going to get all these great deals on real estate. You're going to not pay taxes because this is all a write-off. So even if it bombs, it's a write-off. You're just not paying taxes. You're going to speak English. You're going to learn American culture more. You're going to be more diverse because we're going to take you to New York and Boston, LA and all this stuff. So I sold them on their dream. I said, when you're 80 and you're talking to your kids and grandchildren, this is the story you're going to tell them every day. This is going to be a year that you get to focus on you and create magic and gain experiences and meet people from all over. And within three months, I had a million dollars in my bank account without a script, without a budget, without nothing. I didn't know anything. I never even wrote a screenplay before. So I got home. Oh, I had to write a screenplay in 21 days. Okay, page one, create a protagonist. Okay. <laughs> and wrote the script. And we had a blast doing it. And we almost broke even. So we didn't lose money, but we didn't really make a big profit. But it didn't matter. It was the experience. And it was an incredible journey. What you tell us with that is that you can do everything if you just allow it to yourself. If you just don't listen to these limiting voices that tell you, no, no, you have never done that. You cannot do that. You shouldn't be here. You should stay small and all of these. Yes. Oh, and in order to do that, you have to have a degree in finance. You have to have a whole budget laid out. You have to have a team. You have to have a script to get. No, you don't need anything. You just have to sell them. People don't buy what you're selling. They buy you. So you're selling yourself all the time. So if you could sell yourself and make them feel confident that they're going to work with someone, that they're going to gain something maybe even more extraordinary than money, they're in, they're all in. I did that with a commercial, one of my first commercials that I did. It was for 25,000 when I just moved to LA and signed up with a commercial agency. It was an open call. So I went in there at 9 a.m. 
and I gave my picture and resume, but then I was nervous. I was in my head. I felt it as like my overthinker was going, oh my God. They said, we want you to sit down and walk across the room, pick up a phone and talk as you're eating a burger and then put it down and walk back to your chair, sit down, eat and say, oh, she does like delicious. I'm like, so when I sat down, I'm like, oh, do I start eating first or do I act busy first? Do I act busy and eat? Do I chew or do I not chew walking? You know, all this stuff in my head. So when I got back, I said, oh, okay. They said, oh, thank you very much. In LA, that means you suck, get away, never come back. You know, otherwise they'd say, oh, let me get your number. I'm like, oh my God, I blew it. That's 25 grand. I need this money. So I beat myself up at home. Then my egotist was going, oh, you victim, you blew it. The victim, the egotist, the overthinker. So all these characters were in my head of, I could have done it better. And then I'm doing it in my house. Of course, it's really great because I'm not under pressure. So I went back because it was from nine to five. I went back at around 4.30 at the end of the day. I changed my hairstyle, changed my clothes. You know, you always have two headshots, one kind of formal and casual. And I gave it, they go, oh, you look familiar. I'm like, oh yeah, I work all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. They said, this is what we want you to do. I went and did it with confidence and whatever. And they go, oh my God, you're very good. Then they were flipping through the pictures and I go, wait, is this you? I'm like, oh, that's my twin sister. She's a terrible actress. Was she here? <laughs> I said, she can't afford her own photographs. And I said, I've studied at least Strasbourg Institute. I've studied here and there. She's done nothing. They go, oh my God, huge difference. I'm like, please don't judge me on that. By the time I got home, I got that job. Yeah, amazing story. Yeah. <laughs> and flipping the switch of I'm confident, I deserve it. And yeah. getting rid of this imposter syndrome. And that's all it is. And you fake it till you make it. You start treating yourself like that and saying, what do I really want? And how do I get it? Start writing, do the mind dump, write down the thoughts you're having, change that story and start rebuilding yourself from in this different place. I think this image which you just gave when you said, okay, you were cheating a little bit by saying, hey, I have a twin sister. But it's yeah. a really interesting image or metaphor that we can all imagine when we see our current self with all the limitations that we carry around with us, imposter syndrome, which we have, and most people are not even near to being aware how many shades and facets they have with their imposter syndrome. And then you can imagine that, yeah, but I can imagine there's a twin. I create like a second person of me who's free all of that, who is who is yeah. liberated and who is aware that there are other ways of seeing the reality because it's quite a phenomenon. Most people believe what they think of themselves, the reality. But as you said very early on in the talk, is that it's what our parents said to us at one moment, maybe in our lives. And we build a whole story and we confirm this story by all the different behaviors that we have that confirm at the end this story. And we believe that's us. That's how I am. I cannot be any better. And turning this into something that is much more powerful, it is so exciting because as you say, it opens everything up for your business opportunities. If you have a big business dream where you think, oh no, I'm not capable of doing that. Other people can do that. I can't do that. It's great. And you gave a lot of interesting tips. I love also the idea with, you cannot surround yourself by the greatest people on earth because sometimes they're not even alive anymore. <laughs> yes, yes. But you can surround yourself by them, by having them visually in your room, by regularly listening to what they said. Yes, I have a couple other books laying around. Reading their books. So then you're surrounded yeah. by this mindset, by this mindset of greatness. And it's a fantastic tip, actually, that everybody could use just to step beyond a certain limitation that we carry with us because we have the power to change that. Yes, and when you're sitting in that, I'm not good enough and I'm not worthy and... 
everyone else is better. You start attracting those people because like attracts like, and it's all about your vibrations. Your, your vibration is attracting people to confirm that. So now you're getting people. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, you can't do that. Who do you think you are compared to changing your vibration, being with people who can do it and going, why not? I did it. Huge difference. Yeah, it's a huge difference. I agree. I had the same thing with my business. I had so many problems to get it running in the beginning because of my imposter syndrome. Like you said before, your, your first try when you came in with all your limitations, it didn't work out. You didn't get your job. For me, it was the same thing. I proposed exactly the same services, but I couldn't get through because in my head, it was such a pressure of, oh my God, I have to get this. I have to get it. And I have to be a perfect version of myself. And at the end, I was the most unperfect version of myself. Yeah. If you're not real, then you lose it all. You lose the whole energy. And today I just go in with a different attitude by thinking, well, anyway, it's a learning. Whatever will happen, whatever will happen, it's a learning. So I can just fully trust in what will come is fine. And with this, suddenly all of these, these pressure thoughts that I have in my mind go away and I'm just there in the present. And it works out very well. Suddenly it's so easy. It's very easy to, to bring over my message. So it can only endorse what you're saying. We have the chance, we have the power to change these things. If you would like to give one or two tips what our audience could do right away, the first thing, I mean, you said already one, just write down, make this misdump of your thoughts to understand what's going on in your mind. But then I can imagine that people start filtering that out because we have our own filters. Our ego wants to continue to protect ourselves, wants us to stay in our comfort zone. So with us, we have a clash in some way to dig out really what is underneath. Is there any trick which you can give people how they get deeper into this reflection? Yeah, a great tip is to then look in the mirror in the morning and repeat some of these new declarations to yourself and just saying, I love you and saying your name there's a big difference because some of my clients said it took me a year to actually feel it. So you have to sit there and keep saying it. You know, I love my fat. I love my wrinkles or I love my cellulite. I love my limitations. I love my whatever it is. I love my cancer, whatever is there. You accept it first, then you could let go of it. But if you keep beating yourself up for whatever you have going on, you're, you can never get into self-love and self-love is what heals. So then you start going, oh, if I love everything and thanking everything for coming your way, even something like cancer, because I've worked with so many people like that. Once they accepted and embraced it and loved it, then they could say, okay, thank you for the learning. Now you could leave because obviously you came for a reason and then you could heal. And it's been so powerful. So just, I love you in the mirror and then be very prepared. I would say dare to prepare because opportunities will come at the most uh, unlikely times. So prepare, but once you prepare, forget everything you prepared and just do it. I always prepare a lot and then toss all my notes. Like when I speak, I never have notes. I just get up there. If you just create everything, then it's all about you and, oh, look at me and I'm doing this. But if you listen and take in even the energy and vibration from the people you're speaking to, it changes everything. As long as you have a framework, then you have so much room to play in. Again, it's not, you know, putting you up in these boundaries. It's opening the gates to allow the universe to come through you and to channel whatever message these people need. So it's a beautiful thing. So to open yourself up to that, meditate for a couple minutes in the morning. I create a word for the day. Who do I want to be today? What's that word? And I create one for the year. 
like this year's breakthrough because I wrote this book and it's coming out and I have my other book that I'm writing under a Baghdad roof, which is my hero's journey going to Iraq and back because that's where my father was born. And it's really fun, like a Thelma and Louise story. Um, but, oh, I want to turn that into a feature film. So, so it's a breakthrough going back into that. So that's my big word. But every day I'm going, what is the word today? Who do I have to be today to get this goal? Because you're building yourself, you're building your character, you're building your strengths and you're building your weaknesses. Do you say I'm going to work out every day and you don't? Now you're telling yourself, oh, I'm a liar. And so to be a good leader, don't lie to yourself. We lie to ourselves so much. Oh, I'm going to not eat carbs or sugar. Or then someone says, oh, let's go. You go, okay, I'm going to just have this one thing. It won't kill me. Then you're telling yourself, oh, don't trust yourself. You lie to yourself. So those are your imposters and your authentic soul is going, no, we've got this vision. Please follow through. And your imposters are going, hee, 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 hee. we stumped you again. So you have to befriend them and say, hey. So I named the imposter like, hey, overthinker. This came to me because you're my mom. My mom never followed through on this and that. And she told me never write anything down because people will judge you later. So I'm scared. I want it, but I'm scared. So let's rewrite that. Whatever I write will be perfect. Whatever I write, people want to know. I won't feel embarrassed, whatever it is. Then you start shifting that. So then when those thoughts come, you go, oh, hi, mom. You know, and give it a name, whatever it is. I put it on a leaf and let it float down. That thought, then all of a sudden they start to diminish. Then you replace it with a positive. Oh, my book is needed because it's going to help heal so many people. Then that starts becoming the dominant thought. So I'm like, okay, that's a responsibility. So now it's not writing to get rich and I've got to do this. I don't care about any of that. It's writing to help put a seed of beauty into the world that could be planted and grow all over and help people relieve stress and sadness and self-judgment. It's a permanent journey to get you out of this usual pattern of thought that we were used to for decennies, many of us. And then suddenly yeah. we realize it's not set in stone. We, we can change everything, basically. It takes some yeah. work. It takes dedication. It takes a, a bit of discipline as well. Like you say, for example, a meditation in the morning regularly and just focusing what's going on in your mind before you start your day and you run through your day totally unconsciously of your 70,000 thoughts that are running through your mind. It makes a big difference to settle down and to get this awareness. Where am I at? What are my underlying emotions today, this morning? How do I feel? And by acknowledging if there's something that is more negative, like worry, anxiety, and all of that, it has so much less power over you throughout the day because you just looked at it in the morning and you don't have to violently push it away. It's just about, okay, you're here, I can see you. <laughs> it's also a type of imposter syndrome which you can find there, which is telling you something that you can't do because of whatever. And you can just see it and name it so that you yeah. can't operate anymore basically from the background without correct yeah yeah so yes it can't operate in the that's beautifully put yes because that's what they're covert they're like lurking there and sabotaging you and it's your job to go oh i see you you can't hide anymore and befriend that aspect because i don't believe you could get rid of it because i think it's been a part of you but befriend it and understand and go you don't have to do this anymore you don't have to sabotage me listen what do you need and beat it what it needs and then make a deal with it like, it's like, oh, I never got healed from this. You always just put me to the side and keep doing, okay, what healing do you need? And then do the, I love you exercises and do the healing that you wish you had when you were a child. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think it was a great talk with you and time has flown by. I haven't seen yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Passing. So do you want to say to our listeners where they can find you? 
Yeah, you could find me on soulblazing.com. That's my website or Instagram, Lisa Haysha, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok. And we will put all the links into the show notes as well so that people yes. can find you. I thank you very much, Lisa, for this very energetic talk and all the best. Okay. Thanks so much. Do you want to get free access to my ebook Top 10 Achievers Lessons? To get your free ebook, all you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Then send me a screenshot of your review to my email address, contact at ulrikaseminati.com, and I will send you your ebook straight away. This was another episode of Empowering Female Leaders. What are the questions and topics in female leadership that you are interested in? Let me know in the comments on YouTube and Instagram or join our LinkedIn group. I'm excited to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe for new talks with inspiring women from all around the globe. Thank you for listening.